0: You're listening to The Transcend Podcast. I'm your host, Asha Wilkerson, an attorney by training and an educator at heart. This podcast is all about empowering you to build a business and leave a legacy. Here's the thing. The wealth gap in America is consistently increasing. And while full-time entrepreneurship is not for everyone, even a side hustle can change your financial landscape if you're intentional about using your business to build wealth. I've run my own law firm for over 10 years, and in that time, I've helped countless California businesses go from idea to six figures. On this podcast, we talk about what it truly takes to build a sustainable business and find financial freedom. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Transcend podcast. I am happy that you are here. So we talked about using your business entity and forming a really strong corporation or an LLC as the foundation for your plan to build wealth or build a business and then leave a legacy, right? And in the middle of that, you got to build some wealth. So today we're going to be talking about how to grow and scale your business on top of your really strong foundation. So let's get right into it. Growing and scaling is something that, you know, plenty of people have an opinion on what to do and how to do it and what these shortcuts are. That's not what I'm going to talk to you about today. I'm just going to talk to you about the fact that it is really important. And I want to mention to you uh, some tips about employees, about protecting your intellectual property, and then about productizing your services and or digitizing your services. Okay. So let's talk about employees first. You know, one of the hardest things to do as an entrepreneur, I think, is to hire your first person to help you. It's a little bit easier to hire a contractor because you're hiring them for a specific project for a short amount of time. But to hire an employee is like a whole other step and it requires a lot of trust in yourself to make sure that you're going to find the right person and a lot of trust in the other person to make sure that they are going to do right by you and right by the business and that they're actually skilled enough to help you do it. Most of us who probably start businesses are probably pretty type A. At least we have an idea of how we want things to go And so turning over some of that control to other people is a little bit scary. But I'll tell you this, I heard this through the grapevine from some friends of mine who went through marriage counseling. And the best piece of advice they said they received was from a father who said, remember that your spouse is not your enemy. Because so many times in relationships, we turn towards the other person in the partnership and we blame and we fight and we say, it's just because of you. And if it wasn't for you, all of these things, right? Same idea in your business relationship with your employees. Your employees are not your enemy. There's so much out there on the internet. There are so many gripes from business owners who just complain about employees all day long. And I want to shift your mindset because your employees are really some of your biggest assets. They interface with your customers. They either leave a great taste or a poor taste in your customer's mouth. They share what they're doing, what projects they're working on. They share about your business. So they're great um, advertisement for your company, right? And also without employees, you wouldn't be able to grow and scale like you want to, because as an individual, you're limited by what you can individually do, right? Now you've got three or four people on your team. And now we have expanded our reach and our capacity by three or four, which is exponential growth, okay? So remember that your employee is not your enemy. So when you think about hiring an employee, think about it as an opportunity and a great responsibility. There are some legal things that you need to pay attention to, like making sure you've got the proper hiring documents, paying them properly and on time. And you know, if there's overtime that's worked, you've got to pay overtime. There are also some things, especially in California about sick leave, but also there's great responsibility. You are paying someone a wage that they will use to live off of, to support their family, to do all of the other things that they want to do in life. Like that's an awesome, awesome responsibility to be able to say that you are employing and empowering people. So think about the gift and the beauty in that and then choose to move forward with that mindset instead of working against your employee that's going to create a difficult, challenging work environment. They're not going to want to be there You're going to be nickel and diming them and, you know, just not create a great relationship. So think about this opportunity as an awesome opportunity with awesome responsibility. The other thing you want to do is before you hire, you need to take an inventory of yourself and what's already going on in the business. What are your skill sets? What are you doing? What do you like to do? What are you okay at, but you don't really want to do more of? That's where a lot of us, I think, get stuck. Like, There's a lot of stuff I can do in my business. A lot of stuff I'm proficient at, but not necessarily efficient at. Those are the things that I need to delegate to somebody else. Can I set up the back end for when I do webinars and workshops? Absolutely. Have I done it? Yes, for years. Do I need to continue to do it? No. Someone else who is quicker at it is better able to do that than I am because my time is more valuable when I'm working with my customers one-on-one or in groups when I'm actually doing the legal work. So I don't need to be doing the back end, right? when you get to that point where you can hire somebody else, hire someone to fill in for the areas where you are not as strong and for the areas that need to get done, but that don't make you money. And you go out there and worry about making the money. So you got to find that good fit in terms of skill set. And then also in terms of personality, And I would also add in terms of values. I was having a conversation with some friends a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about someone who was really skilled in an area, but politically and just like morally how they were talking about people, it just didn't align for me. And there was a recommendation, well, maybe you could hire this person because they're really, really good at what they do. And I think they could help you in their business. And I thought about it and I thought I would be so uncomfortable allowing this person into my business where I am focused on representing under-resourced communities, right? Communities that have been left out of the conversation and their political views don't necessarily align with that. I don't think I can do that. That's not somebody that I want working on my business. So I am choosing not to hire them even though they're skillful because the values don't align. So again, think about filling in for the weaknesses or for the areas that you are not as strong in. Think about what skill sets they bring to the table and then also think about what their values are to make sure that everything is in alignment, okay? So don't be afraid to hire employees. Also, last thing, understand employment law. Get some employment law basics training so that you understand when you have to pay people, when do you have to pay overtime, what are the sick days, all of that stuff, because that's a very real legal responsibility that you have. And it's not, you know, it's not crazy necessarily. You just need to know what it is so you know how to move and groove in that space, okay? So that's employees. The next thing you need to do in growing and scaling your business, the next thing you should pay attention to is think about digitizing some of your products. As a service-based business for me, I have looked at it in terms of productizing some of my services. Those can be the same. They can also be slightly different. So how have I productized some of my services? Well, I've created eBooks before. That's become a digital product. I have put my legal knowledge and expertise into classes that live on the internet. That's become a digital product, right? How can you take your service or your offering, put it into a smaller package that's easier to sell And then how can you turn that package into a digital product that can live on the internet, be evergreen and doesn't require you to be physically present or to be actually doing something for someone to get the information and for you to make money. I heard the other day, you'll never make as much money while you're awake as you can make while you're sleeping. I thought about that, right? And what does that really speak to? It speaks to having some of these things on autopilot and having passive streams of income. My active stream is working in this membership community. My passive stream are the classes that I have online that people can download when they want to, whether it's 3 a.m., 6 a.m., 3 p.m., right? They can do it whenever they want and I've already done the work, so it's a passive stream of income. I've productized that service and then I've also digitized that service. So think about that. How can you digitize your services? And the last area that I want you to think about right now in terms of growing and scaling your business is protecting your intellectual property. So now you have digitized your service. You put something out there, right? Whether it's a recipe, it's a workout plan, it's a, you know, how to get an LLC, right? Stuff that I do. Now you need to learn how to protect it so that somebody else can't steal your idea Or really, if they do steal your idea, you have some recourse and can get some compensation for the money that they've made off of you for taking your idea. So coming up in the membership, we're talking to some intellectual property attorneys about patents, trademarks, and copyrights. Not only will they tell you the ins and outs of what those look like, but they'll also tell you when do you need to hire an attorney and when can you do it on your own. Usually, it's not the paperwork that's the most complicated thing, right? Paperwork is paperwork. It's when there's an issue. Do you know what arguments to make before a judge or before a hearing officer that will advance your petition or your paperwork and get you the result that you want? Also, if there's a conflict or if there's something that has been misfiled or if there's a name that sounds similar to yours, do you know how to advocate for yourself to get the result that you want? Probably not, not unless you went to law school and also invested in learning how to do intellectual property. So don't underestimate the importance of having an expert in the field who has the experience, right? Take your time, do your research, understand what it is, and then find somebody who you connect with to help you with that. So those are the three things that I have for you today on growing and scaling your business. And the reason why we're talking about this, again, the life cycle of building a business and leaving a legacy is to have a strong business foundation, then to grow and scale. This is the wealth generation, the wealth building part of it. You got to have some money, got to have some resources. We want to help you get there. And the last stage is actually planning for that legacy, leaving that legacy using the money that you have brought into your business to decide what you're going to do next, okay? So not super scary stuff, also not super detailed, but really, really important things to think about. If you want to learn more, I invite you to come and join the Transcend membership, which is specifically for under-resourced entrepreneurs who are looking to build a business and leave a legacy. So many of us work in our businesses until we can't anymore. But what I want to do is to change the narrative. So we're looking at our businesses like tools. How do we use this tool to financially get to where we want to go? And how do we set ourselves up and our kids up for generations to come so that they have some money so they can live the lives that they want to live and at least be free from money concern. So that's what we're working on in this community. There's a link in the description on how to join the membership, how to check it out. But let me know if you have any questions and I will see you in the next episode to talk about leaving a legacy. So that includes retirement planning, financial planning, exit strategies. All right, see you next time. If you want to learn more about how you can build a business and leave a legacy, check out our online community where we dive deeper into these concepts. And I literally pull back the curtain to show you how I help entrepreneurs just like you build a sustainable business that leads to financial freedom. You can find out more at the Wilkerson law Hey family. I am so thankful that you are here listening to transcend the podcast. And I just want to make sure, you know, the best way to stay in contact with me. And that's through joining my email newsletter.